0: All right, fellas, we're back with the Dirty Dozen podcast. We took a week off from the for the Fourth of July. Let our uh, let our people's you know rest, drink some beers, hang out. We got T McP, Dom V, and uh, a, new, a special guest T Bleezy, T Hunt, T Hunt Smash. Uh, what's up, boys?
1: What up? What's up? Good
0: All right. to be here. Oh, good to be to back. You, glad to have you. I just wanted to kick things off, you know, uh, you know, the beer world's close to me. It's something I'm doing. I just wanted to kind of ask you guys, you know, what's what's a brewery you've been to that you enjoyed?
2: So I'll start this one off. It's pretty fresh on my mind. Um, Stone, Stone Brewery, many late nights with that beer here in Dallas at the Skellig. Um, shout out to the Skellig, but basically they have probably like eight to ten beers but I actually took a california trip last month and uh, checked out the brewery and it was top class really nice food is good too and the, the barbecue is even better which was pretty mind-blowing but uh good stuff if you haven't had it check it out almost as good as the trust fund that's still even with all my bias being friends with dom is my top <laughs> beer right now so
1: i'll take it <laughs> Uh, brewery for me I've actually Never been to a brewery um, That might be weird However I do like Quite a few Craft beers um, I'm actually drinking Revolver Blood and Honey Brewed out of Austin No Right now Brewed out of DFW uh, Okay DFW like um, So never I been guess, to a brewery <laughs> I guess uh, I guess the Pearl Brewery Counts But You know I don't think they brew Their own beer So just a big fan of uh, False Idol Brewing products, so keep it going, Dom.
2: I
0: appreciate that, especially from people that never had it. I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, there's a big breaking news today. I don't. I know uh, T Hunt probably not going to have much to say. He's not a huge basketball fan. I'm not a super basketball yeah. fan, but Westbrook to the to the Rockets. I think this is big news, McPee, What are your thoughts? I know you're a big basketball guy.
1: Um, I think it's a product of of Daryl Morey being unwilling to, you know, not be in that top tier of of teams. Uh, I think at this point, if you don't have two stars in the NBA, you can't even compete for a ship, except if you're the Denver Nuggets, I guess. But, um, you know, Thunder, they're Presley stacking some picks. They're in OKC. Let's see what he's concocting over there, a mad scientist.
2: But, the Rockets at the very least are contenders this year. I like it. So I got four words. Uh he can't shoot well. <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm better sure he's, than really gonna work. But. He's better
1: than Chris Paul today. I I can say that.
2: Oh. Yeah, 100%. It's a weird it's a weird system fit, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Agreed. <laughs> now we gotta listen to these Houston fans. once football starts i won't really care anymore so football is king
0: long may he reign all right let's uh let's move on to the next you know topic we're talking regression candidates of 2019 um we each picked three um could have been a guy that you know it's, it's a guy that had a big year maybe it's just a guy that you think's just gonna vanish um let's start with t hunt who you got
2: sure so Bob, a.k.a. Uh, Texas Tongue Puncher, can't believe I have to say that, Bob, but <laughs> that's his name in uh, CBS. I thought he
0: changed his name to uh, he, the Miller Knights or whatever, the Bud Light Knights.
2: Maybe. Yeah, he probably didn't hit save. <laughs> 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 it's too busy. So he's not going to like these because all three relate to his old, old guys. So starting off, Big Ben, um, basically there's a buddy Ryan quote that sums up what I think about big Ben, but I would trade him for a six pack. Then he have to be cold, you know? So he's, <laughs> he's the kind of guy. He'll make you look like a genius or a big dumb, dumb, uh, very inconsistent. He's got huge blow up weeks, but huge letdown weeks. And uh, I think, you know, there's the Panthers game, the 50 burger drop. And then the Jags game, um, but I'd much rather go with more consistent options there. and, With all the movement, which I'm about to get into, it's just not pretty. And I know somebody will probably take a stab at him, but it won't be me. So, but moving on to my running back regression pick, I picked on Bill. So I think there's between him and Antonio Brown and Big Ben, that was some um, chemistry that you just can't really teach or find, you know. So try telling the owners of David Johnson, Damian Williams, and Chris Carson. CJ Anderson, you know, the list goes on and on. It doesn't matter much for running backs if you're on that team. So um, there's a reason he's cheaper, and the situation is king. So um, he'll probably be in a committee. So I'm not too big of a fan of Le'Veon, but we know Pistol Pete up in Seattle's wiggling his seat right now. So uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown, he's my he's my third pick. So my last regression candidate. And it's expected that Antonio Brown will be a remarkably underperforming receiver until a midseason trade to the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I'm up here in Dallas. So, for those that don't know, I'm out here in Dallas waiting for that. So, we got, we got Amari. So, bring him over.
1: You know, T. Hunt, I was lockstep with you throughout most of that until you got to AB. Um, I know he's prime prime I guess different system prime for a a regressive regression type year however I think he's going to get peppered with targets I think he's going to have a normal a b year and it won't be until next year we start to see that a b decline but that's just me but I couldn't agree more about your your first two picks
2: yeah and I I think that trade benefits car more than it does a b but Mm. oh for sure we'll see what We'll see what Gruden can do, you know, to make them a contender before he starts to decline. Which I think is just the freak athlete that he is. Um, I follow his trainer guy on YouTube. That's just a freak when it comes to science with sports. So, uh, Athlean X, I give that guy probably another three years, just with that longevity. But hopefully, he's not another Randy Moss in Oakland.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll definitely open the game up, open the field up, and he'll catch balls. So that's all the Raiders really wanted, I think, because they haven't had that in a couple, of, in at least two years. So,
2: yeah. And you're saying that as a Raiders fan? Or? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McP, who you got? Um, my top
1: regression candidate, honestly, um, is George Kittle. <laughs> I think. Uh, he caught lightning in a bottle last year in terms of the lack of talent around him in the Niners receiving core. Um, the quarterback was hurt. They really had no other reliable options. So, you know, he became the default check down, default deep ball guy, you know, jump ball guy. He, he became everything. And I just don't think he'll get as many opportunities uh, this year. Um. Do y'all have any objections to that? Thoughts?
0: I think Kittle. Kittle, I mean, to the, I guess, to the argument, like not even arguing just to the point is uh, I think the the receiving core is going to have a little bit more power this year than it w- was last year. And uh, What's the fast guy? I always forget his name. Um, Mar- Marquise, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, I think, you know, was just a product of inept, you know, receiving core. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think they have two guys that'll be good in the long run, but I don't know if they'll show up this year. So yeah, no, I could see, I could see Kittle still being good, but yeah, his I could see his targets dropping. So I mean, that's that's just means for a regression. Yeah, yeah. Um, my next one kind of hurts to say, and I'm really
1: not as confident in this prediction. But <laughs> excuse me, uh, Nick Chubb. Big chub, dirty Chubb, small chub. I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's going to have as consistent of a year as he did towards the end of last year. I mean, when he when he got spotty play at the beginning of the year, he was getting like three touches and two touchdowns a game. I'm thinking of the Raiders game, Dom. Um, I don't know. I just think there's so many weapons in that offense. Predicting his. Uh, Productivity week in week out might be a little tough. I, I, he'll at the end of the year maybe as an aggregate is his stats will look good, but per game
2: I think it'll be a little uh, inconsistent. So I got a question, McPhee. Yes, sir. If he's looks like he's been going like in the late third. Um, if you're looking at him and like Stoney, you got Fournette Freeman. Um, Uh, are you taking that in that situation if you got chubb sitting there
1: so i've seen chubb as late as like mid-third i mean i haven't seen late there but you know not calling you a liar but i would say i'm a little higher on you call me a liar (laughs) i'm a little higher on the likes of uh freeman even than than nick chubb i mean i mean y'all can hold my feet to the fire I, i won't be taking him this year he's just uh to me, he's a, a guy who's in a great system um, I and mean, he's talented. But, you know, where's all the there's only one ball for that offense with all those weapons. So and number three, um, as I sit here, I mean, Leonard Fournette couldn't possibly regress any more than he
2: did this past year. Right. Yeah, I can't say him. First, first hand, I'm still <laughs> licking, licking my wounds.
1: I can't say <laughs> him. Um you know, I think uh, I could see Kenny Galladay kind of plateauing. I, I think he, people are uh, assigning him kind of the breakout label this year. And not that I think he won't be productive, I just think he'll kind of plateau and just be a normal, decent, you know, number two receiver. Nothing spectacular. You know, he won't be top 12, but. Um, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a uh, productive receiver. All right, Dom, let's get your three.
0: All right, my first one is going to get a lot of heated responses, and it's not because I don't think he's going to be bad. I just think this is just the the way the the data works for these guys that have big years. And my first one's Patty Mahomes. Doesn't mean he's going to have a bad year. I just know his stats are going to drop. So really no argument i think i mean he might be the number one quarterback but it's just inevitable so um i mean if you guys have any arguments feel free
1: i I would i would to support that Dom, i'll just say i agree with you directionally like he couldn't possibly have a better statistical year i think um i still think it's going to be a good year i I see like 40 touchdowns maybe 15 picks so certainly not 50 and 12, like last year, but um, I could see something like 40 and 15, something like
2: that. Yeah. Even – I think he's definitely going to regress a little, um, but even if he does that, they can still win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to suck. I just – if you're looking at it – just for fantasy purposes, if you're looking at him and, like, looking at his numbers and, like, all right, I'm betting on that, like, I mean, you're going to lose the bet. So that's just my, my point because regression doesn't always mean they're just going to be awful. So –
1: Dom, does uh, Tyreek Hill's possible lesser suspension uh, increase your value of Mahomes at all? Him being suspended increased? Uh, right? uh, him being suspended perhaps less than we originally thought. For Yeah, because
0: I think Tyreek does a lot more for Patty than Patty does for Tyreek, if that makes sense. Yep, it does. So uh, my next guy is CMC uh, McCaffrey guy had a big Ooh. year last year. He gets a lot of touches, gets a lot of catches. Uh, they're saying he's bulking up. They're saying he's going to be the man. Um, I still, you know, no one's talking about it. I still worry about Cam Newton. I worry about CMC. Can he handle the workload that he hand- got last year? I'm just a little, it's, this is more of me being skeptical of uh, a guy being able to last 16 games. And uh, that's, that's really the only reason I have a regression. On him,
2: which one out of McCaffrey and uh, Kamara, who do you think is more important for their team?
0: McCaffrey, because I think the Saints seem to prepare better for those situations.
2: I mean, they have or who's more talent. I guess I could ask who's more talented would be the better question. I, it's because the Saints have like who's eighty targets,
0: more talented. I think uh, that's a tough one. I think Kamara is the better runner i think cmc is probably the better like pass catcher but it's it's tough they were both real similar i'm
1: glad i'm glad i don't have that problem that pick three yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, i got four so i mean i'll just get the garbage that's the
0: nice thing is you get the (laughs) basically just take the guy that falls and that's why i like where i'm at eight because like now you got all this stuff shaking up the first round and i'm they're like oh well now tyreek's jumping in the first round and if gordon gets traded well he's not going in the first round and Things are going to get people are going to get crazy. People are going to forget someone got traded. Something's going to happen. Vegas, you know, everything. There's a lot of variables I like. So, <laughs> and then my third one, another running back, uh, James Conner. I, Ooh. and it's kind of related to Antonio leaving. And, you know, obviously Bell didn't play last year, but I still, I believe, like, and it's, I guess, it's, you know, ties to Big Ben, but Antonio Brown being gone from the offense is going to be a big change to the pittsburgh offense juju can be juju but those those targets aren't just gonna go to one receiver and james is he's gonna be good but they're game planning for you know juju and him now and not ab who's been one of the best receivers the last five years so it's 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 a different climate so i definitely see things changing i don't know if he's gonna suck you know but i wouldn't be surprised if they start splitting the backfield injuries happen certain things like that
1: Definitely agree, Dom. Um, and maybe I'm crazy. Am, am I the only one who witnessed Jalen Samuels be super productive in that backfield last year? I mean, they're not going to just not give him the ball this year, right?
0: I mean, they didn't really talk about him. They're still not talking about it. And they they give it. They gave him the ball for like two games, and then after that, he kind of vanished. It was weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd, Dude's
2: talented. We'll see if he gets any play this year. But all right, yeah. I think I'm gonna send y'all a tweet. Looking at uh, McCaffrey, Got he, he's got like a new set of armor. Dude, he's big, <laughs> massive, he's jacked up. <laughs> so he's a real, he's kind of like a lunch pail guy, you know. So
0: I mean, that, he's, that's what, he's
2: like in the gym working hard. And,
0: oh, for sure. That's what got him where he is. I mean, he's he's a short guy. He's a little guy, and he, you know, that workout. He's like that Ben Bowen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Turn, turns red when you talk to him and his dad works it for a pharmacy. It gets weird when girls really? are
0: around, and starts like like screaming.
2: Breathing hard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: man. Jeez. He will find you and he will kill you. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: All right. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. we got the we're talking about the AFC West today. Um we each pick a winner, loser, and surprise of the division. Uh, Mick P., we're going to start with you. You know, Super Chiefs fan, and we already know your answers, but let's, let's <sighs> get me going. Well, no, no, no surprise here. Chiefs are going to win the division
1: like they have the last three years. Um, the dawn of Mahomes, the era has begun. Um, and, you know, I feel bad for the other teams in the AFC West while, he's, uh, while the Sheriff's in town. Um, loser of the division. And I'm not going with the Raiders, Dom. It's the Broncos. It's the Broncos again. I think the Raiders, they beat them at home last year and came close to beating them in mile high uh, last year. So, you know, I think the Raiders are a better team today. Uh, Chargers are obviously a better team today. From a fantasy perspective, I'm only interested in Cortland Sutton, I think. Um, Maybe, maybe give me some shares of Deshaun Hamilton, um, you catch me in a in a bind. Um, and then I guess maybe Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman and him, Sharon Careys. I think Lindsay's a prime regression candidate as well. So um, and who's throwing passes Joe Flacco. So yeah, I mean, maybe pick and choose a few of those pieces, but um, And surprise of the division, you know, with the recent Melvin Gordon news, I know running backs aren't that meaningful. Something just tells me the Chargers are going to underwhelm this upcoming year. All the stars are aligning for them to be successful. Last year happened. They have arguably the best roster in the NFL, but it's always something with them. Don back me up on this. It's
0: always something with the Chargers and I don't understand. I mean, it hasn't changed it. since 2006. I don't it's been this way for a long time. It's crazy, man. They
1: just
2: uh I don't know. They just underachieve can I can you gotta remember though they were they were one tiebreaker away though from winning the division. Yeah, that's true. That's
1: true. But like the Chargers would do, they'd lose <laughs> the division on a tiebreaker, then go get smashed in New England. Everybody forgets about their great yeah. season.
2: Yeah. Well, Philip Rivers is worried about his sixteen kids or whatever. Yeah, he's
0: got <laughs> a lot of kids. He had like eight of them before he even left uh, NC State. Too. Yeah. All right, T Hunt, who you got?
2: So no surprise Um, a lot of a lot of our listeners are big sports better so I kind of like to follow the sports book um, with the Chiefs Um, also being a Texas Tech graduate uh, big Patty Mahomes guy obviously Um, got his jersey you know and they have they actually have the second best odds with the Super Bowl which is kind of cool Oh, um, but moving away from the the sports book, you got to look at some. They lost some talent, but also made some moves to recuperate. Um, defensive end Frank Clark, the guy's just a monster. Let's go. Um, runs. I was reading online. He's 6'3", 273 and runs a four seven nine. So, person that comes to mind is just a small Fiat car, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you got to worry about that now, which. If you're playing behind with Patty, that's trouble. So, uh, a few things to keep in mind: the Chiefs are tied with the hardest, fifth hardest schedule with the Bears. Um, so, like I said, the Chargers were a tiebreaker away. So it's going to be—I think the winner comes down to the those the, the two games that they play against each other. Um, but the winner for me is the Chiefs. On the other side, it, it's pretty ugly. Sorry, Dom, but. Um, I know he's a big Avengers guy, so he remembers the picture of John Gruden wielding that glove of Thanos. Um, But here's where it gets ugly. Instead of, I mean, they had three picks, I think it was. So he was missing two stones, but they basically got outdrafted by the Broncos somehow. Stop. So, John, I mean, just when you were ready to cast John Elway to his grave, he came back and basically traded I think they traded their number ten pick, if I remember correctly, down to pick twenty. And they still got that tight end that's supposed to be a beast from Iowa. I forget his name. Fant I believe. Fant. Fant, yeah. yeah. No offense. So I think honestly that's that's gonna be my surprise is the Broncos are gonna come from the bottom and shock some people. I think the the Raiders are just gonna suck. <laughs> uh, um, i was hoping i mean i like him i like gruden he's cool and um all those those three first round picks i thought it was gonna be kind of magical to see what they could build but it really just kind of died like you never heard much about it i'm kind of off the grid when it comes to news but i didn't hear shit about it
0: yeah so, nothing really happened it was kind of underwhelming uh,
1: t love your rationale about the chiefs couldn't have said it better myself uh, Dom, what would
0: you deem as like a successful season for the Raiders this year? Uh, I mean, if they could win eight games, that would be a successful season for the last sixteen years because they've only done it twice in the last sixteen. Wow. So that's that's what's the sad part is if they do that, it's like okay, cool, it was a good year because that means they were probably winning games that they should have been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just how they. They've been. It's been. It's been pretty
2: sad. I think they are planting their feet, though. You know. Yeah. So they're. We'll see. We're getting there. They seem to have. There's a big, big gap between like the top two teams and bottom two in this division.
0: I'm not really looking forward to the fact that they're on hard knocks. Yeah, that's (laughs) tough. That you know, you hate to see that
1: from your favorite squad.
0: Well, it's just like if it's a bad team or a bad coach, you just see it up front, like. The worst thing I think could have ever happened was having to be a Texans fan and seeing them manage it, like mismanage that franchise <laughs> on TV. And you're like, man, these guys are idiots. And then they're oh. like, don't change. And they're still both there. Well, no, the GM got fired. But, yeah, yeah. The, the coach is still there, which
2: is awful. Then he start feeling bad for the guy because he's, he's got like – he's taking care of his kid and – See how stressed he is. His family's just miserable. Like his wife just looks pissed. <laughs> He's never there, so it, it just makes it worse. Yeah, the yeah, your it. team's losing, and you know the guy's having just a hard time.
0: <laughs> Jeez, and we're just over uh, here cheesing it up and laughing.
2: Yeah, see, <laughs> that's going to be dominant this year. Damn. All
0: right, mine, mine, mine are pretty uh, similar. I think the winner. It's easy. I mean, I can't. Gamble, I think it's pretty easy. The Chiefs are gonna win the division. Uh they got a good squad. Andy Reed. Honestly, I think the key we don't mention is Andy Reid. He's one of the he's one of the best. He's been doing it. I don't know why he got fired from Philly. And now he just haunts me. But I liked it better when he was in Philly. It was great because he never lost and he beat the shit out of the Cowboys. It was awesome. Um loser, Broncos. Uh it's just a bad team. I think they had a bad hire. Defensive coaches are way of the past he's a great defensive coordinator, and that's all he'll ever be um they think Joe Flacco is the savior I don't think that's the case I do like some of their like their defense is nasty but if they're not going to fix the offense they're not going to be able to keep up with the good teams and in their division and in the in the NFL surprise obviously it's my my squad I think Raiders are gonna at least do not be as bad as they were last year but I'm not expecting anything outside of like if they have a great year, it'd be a wild card slash eight and eight season, but I don't think they're going to suck. We'll see. I'm, I'm not happy with the picks. They got Josh, Josh Jacobs was one of my least favorite picks. And then the safety was cool. kind of, eh, whatever. Um, So we'll see what happens. Dom, I don't know if you have
1: ADPs in front of you, but uh, whose value do you like the most on the Raiders as far as like where they're getting drafted and where you where you'll be able to get them?
0: Uh, I think, so Antonio's going in like second, third. Uh, Josh Jacobs probably going in like fourth, fifth. Uh, Outside of that, there's really no value. I mean, Derek Carr's not even going draft. He's not getting drafted. So I guess if there's, we're talking about value, probably Derek Carr. Just because he's an undrafted quarterback. And it's like, I mean, he could have like a, you know, 30 to 40 point game. So I do like that, but. It's just talking about value and what you get out of it. All right. Uh, we got any uh, rebuttals, any uh, opinions on the AFC West that we missed off?
1: No, I think it's pretty – it'll be chalk, pretty standard standard stuff there.
0: Um, all right. On to the next thing, uh, talent versus opportunity. We've covered this on every episode. Obviously, you've heard T. McP. You've heard my opinion. Um, T. Hunt, what's your thought on talent versus opportunity in fantasy football?
2: Yeah. So it's interesting after listening, um, I thought I was convinced and then I kind of sat down after work today and thought about it. So after, after listening and just kind of how I operate in fantasy, I've always been an opportunity guy. Um, but the more I thought about it, I think talent is kind of way more important and I'll kind of tell you why. So there's, I think there's really three pillars of fantasy. So you got talent, opportunity, and then also the situation It's kind of like the, question mark piece I think we've I've heard people touch on it they just haven't identified it as the third pillar but when I think of talent you think of guys like Saquon um, Antonio Brown ODB just monsters you know and uh, for me talent will always be the most important you know it's it's not necessarily limited to the athleticism but also their football savviness and fundamentals so in the earlier rounds I would rank I think opportunity and situation is actually almost as important as talent in the earlier rounds, but towards the end, it's all about talent. So if I had to rank it, I would say out of 100%, it would be 40% for me is talent, 35 opportunity in a 25 situation. But opportunity, I think the reason for that is opportunity can change. You know? So something can happen. and Basically, you're going off what the coach says during the – the the, uh, fantasy draft. So you're going off the news, you're going off what the coach says that can change. But if you know, the guy is just a dog that you got a pretty good shot that he's going to have opportunity. They're going to kind of build the team around him. Um, For example, I mean, I watched Devontae Adams get 21 targets from Rogers and he only had 79 yards. So (laughs) he had the opportunity. He just sucks. So I think that's, I, I kind of changed my mind on that as I was researching it doing some reading kind of looking at some stats um when it comes to it's kind of like when when it comes to investing you can speculate which in my opinion compares to opportunity Um, or you can make an investment which is for me more related to talent so
1: yeah it's an interesting point you raise about a situation that was a kind of a you use the word pillar um kind of a category I hadn't really considered, but you know, that that's unique to the players, to the, each player. Right. So it's impossible to compare across, Oh, if James Connor was in Zeke's situation and this and that, I mean, it has so much to do with situation and then ultimately ties into talents. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more.
2: Yeah. You think of like Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, I mean, that's the easy one, but it's kind of like the offensive philosophy and the, strength of the schedule it's kind of like the glue to these two but i think it's definitely something to consider and it's just as important as these two but i think they're all a part of the overall picture um, i just think talent is at the top of the food chain there
0: no I'm, I'm with you i that's kind of similar to what i i was forever ago i was ranting to uh mcp Noman, and bertram about talent versus opportunity i came up with like an algorithm basically based off of the position. Cause like it was like quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. I think like, it's kind of the same situation, but I think it kind of the number, um, between like opportunity, um, I can't variable and mm-hmm. the talent variable and the, uh, situation variable. I think it changes per position. Oh, uh, okay. For sure. So I agree. Yeah. It's, it's real mathematical when I get down into it, it's pretty interesting, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, I agree with that. I like the I like the uh, breakdown of it that you had. All right, moving on to the next thing, uh, this or that. It's a pretty interesting thing we do. We take a it could be a player, it could be a team, it could be a defense, offense, something, and we put it against something else, and uh, we discuss it pretty detailed. So, um, McP, I'm uh, I'm presenting some options for
1: you guys. Maybe. All right, um, let's go with OJ Howard or Evan Ingram. To you, Dom. Um,
0: for me, I like Evan Ingram. I like he when when in absence of uh, Odell, he actually did really well. And I, I don't know if it was last year. I want to say it was two years ago, but when Odell's there, he kind of went ghost. So. I do like Evan Ingram. OJ's still not proven. So, yeah, I'm always going to go on the proven guy in those situations. All right. I like that take. T-Hunt, OJ Howard or Evan Ingram?
2: i would got to say Ingram, man. Um, he's kind of like that waiver wire unicorn guy that floats around. You see Noman drops him like eight times. and then, <laughs> uh, He'll get you like – he could get you like three points and you're pissed. Uh, but then you drop him and he gets like 15. So somebody picks him up. So I think that's what you're looking for between those two. Um, just somebody that can be explosive like that from the waivers.
1: So I'm in agreement with with both of you. And however, Fantasy Pros has O.J. Howard uh, 14 spots in front of Evan Ingram. I think O.J. Howard, I understand Bruce Arians in his system. You know, the the upside there, but he has not stayed healthy. Not, neither has Evan Ingram, but we've at least seen Evan Ingram's athleticism on display a little more, uh, I guess, obviously than, than O.J. Howard.
0: Well, here's now. another point to the Arians comment. I mean, he's been the big two offenses that we've seen him in. Well, three. Forget about the Colts. Keith Miller was already kind of a fixture in the Steelers' offense. So, I mean, he he was consistent that year. I, w- I would be curious to look at his stats if they dropped or increased. But the Cardinals okay. haven't had a tight end, I don't think, in the history of the, t- of the Cardinals. They've never <laughs> had a good one. And then yeah. the Colts, I think that year that he was like – he took over, they had uh, – it wasn't – I don't even know if they had one then. Hmm. Was that the – was Dallas Clark still there or that was post-Dallas Clark? Now it's post Dallas Clark because it wasn't Peyton. It was Luck. Yeah.
2: Wow. I, can't yeah, I didn't realize how bad the tight ends were this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's man. It's absolutely met- So these guys are starters.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are, I, I mean, that's five and six, respectively, yeah. you know, as far as tight end rankings go. But um, to your question, T Hunt, Kamara or CMC, I got to go Kamara. Um, to Dom's point earlier, um, I think the Saints do a little bit better job of kind of watching Kamara's touches to some extent. McCaffrey was an absolute dog last year. I don't want to take anything away from him. He won me my fourteen man league. Um, dude is dude just went off last year. However, can he do it again with that many touches and the offense focusing focusing that much on him? I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know if I want to take that. That bet
2: at pick three, I guess, um, it could yeah, be. that's kind of the deciding pick.
0: So, for me, I think the deciding factor is just look at the Panthers' offense and look at the Saints' offense. The Saints have a Michael Thomas to take away, kind of help open the field up. You know, they got uh, Jared Cook now, too. And the Panthers, I mean, that offense is, is – Ol- if Greg Olson's back, you know, that helps, but the receivers are a little rough.
2: Greg Olson's kind of like a rock in your shoe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I had him the last two seasons and just had to start him, but every time I played him, it hurt.
0: Yep, but yeah, no, I, Kamara for me, just because of the offense. Does that uh, help answer your dilemma, T-Hunt?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting uh, spot, you know. Yeah, I think the whole this whole first round is going to be pretty. It's always way different than I expect in ours, but makes it fun. No, oh, yeah. for sure.
1: I think I think this draft the second round will be the the craziest. That's
2: pretty unpredictable, I feel like. Yeah.
0: All right, on to the next one.
2: Yeah, I got an, in, like an interesting one. It's it's like the old man and the young buck. So, <laughs> would you take uh Baker Mayfield or Brees? Oh shit. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Startled uh-huh. me. There. Startled
1: me there with that. Uh I think we answered the Matt Ryan, uh, Baker Mayfield a few weeks ago, and I went with Matt Ryan, just staying on brand here. Um, I think I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. I think I have him ranked Matt Ryan, Baker, Drew Brees, actually. Uh, So that'd be consistent with that. But I don't know. I just think Drew Brees is kind of on his last leg in terms of arm strength and his effectiveness for – a 15 week fantasy season or is it 16 weeks, 16 weeks? Sorry. Um, Yeah. 15. I I don't know. Um, yeah. Baker, I don't know. Baker's young. He's hungry, better weapons as a whole. I don't know. Give me Baker.
2: Yeah. Breeze is 40 this year. That's a 1979.
0: That's a crazy question. I never even, never would have thought about that. Um, I like the Browns' offense better um, in terms of just talent spread around. So that usually leads to a good year. So (laughs) I'll I'll go with Baker, although I feel like I'm going to regret it, you know, because I I know it's like it's kind of like, well, when's Drew Brees and Tom Brady going to retire? We've been saying that for probably five years now.
2: Yeah, I feel you. uh, Take a guess. How much was a gallon of gas the year that he was born? uh 79 cents that's pretty close actually what, what do you think
0: i said the same thing yeah i'm 79
2: 86 dang and the basically the average income per year i'm not sure if that is now but seventeen thousand. and then average monthly rent was 280 dollars. my wow. gosh so let's go. that guy's old as hell let's go back to 79 <laughs> a, sony, a sony walkman was 200 dollars Wow. Jeez. A-track was a standard. That is wild. That's wild.
0: What do you think, McPee? Or T-Hunt? Sorry.
2: I got to go with Breeze, man. I I just think the Texas guy. I mean, I think Baker's from somewhere around here, but that guy's a little bitch. Yeah, he went to Lake (laughs) Travis. Yeah, he left Texas Tech, won the Heisman, but we don't talk about that. (laughs) All right.
0: I got two. Um, We'll start off with the – Probably the easy one. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's easy. Uh, Tyreek Hill versus Devonte Adams.
1: Tyreek <laughs> uh, uh, Tyreek suspended at all? Like, let's it doesn't let's matter. Say Just, not, let's, let's say, let's say, say he's 4.
0: not suspended. Games,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, he's messing with me, Dom. <laughs> he's messing with me here. Uh, give me Devonte. I think uh, I heard a stat that. He didn't go lower than 10 fantasy points in standard leagues all season long. Something ridiculous like that. I mean, he's a model of consistency at the wide receiver position in fantasy. Um, think he finished second last year in our league, full point PPR. Um, Tyreek's great. He can win you multiple weeks. His production's a little volatile. I mean, still get him on my team. You know, I had him last year. I was more than happy to, to take him. Me and T-Hunt made a blockbuster deal for him. But um, give me Adams in that in that scenario.
2: Yeah, I got to go Adams, man. I just, the guy had an issue with his child, you know. So it's <laughs> hard, hard to pick a guy that messes with his kid. Like, it's, that's a red flag right there, my friend. <laughs> Jeez. Allegedly, T-Hunt. Allegedly. Hey, we'll let the court system decide. Yeah. It
1: already it already it already found them or acquitted them. They didn't file charges.
2: I mean anybody can get a lawyer, but (laughs) That's true.
0: They're good at making people innocent. That's what they do. Uh, For me, I think this one the reason I brought it up is I mean, if Tyreek doesn't have any games, I mean he's in the same conversation of the draft spot of Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's a good Uh, point. Now we're talking suspension, yeah, Devontae easy. If we're talking 16 games, I don't I, – I, it's a tough one. And obviously for me, I'm taking Devontae just because he's more like the consistent pass catcher. But Tyreek's going to have those 200-yard games, those 50, 40 to you know 50-point games where he's just tearing up DBs.
2: Yeah, they have a tough schedule though, probably one of the hardest.
0: I still think – I don't know many cornerbacks in the league that can actually cover them.
2: True.
1: I was watching. Uh, don't make fun of me. I was watching highlights of that uh, Rams Chiefs game, and uh, Sam Sam Shields was guarding Tyreek out the slot. He just ran a nine. It was it was ugly. It was just <laughs> disgusting. It's an eighty yard touchdown, blink of an eye.
0: Jeez. All right. I got one more um, because y'all pissed me off this morning. Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers, running back, versus. We'll say Damian Williams, but it could also be any Chiefs running back that Andy Reid decides to just play on a given week. Um, so yeah, Aaron Jones versus the Chiefs running back.
2: Man, I think you got go to go Aaron Jones, just because the Chiefs you got a lot of uncertainty there. I mean, you might have a committee, you might have.
0: Well, so let's say um, let's say the guy has all the. So Damian Williams week one, Aaron Jones week one, and say they're getting all the touches.
2: Yeah, I don't know yeah. that much about Damian Williams. I just know uh, that's a tough gig right there. I mean, uh, the Packers. I think they're going to have a good year. That's kind of why I'm internally leaning towards him. But um, I think Rodgers is pretty pissed off. I know?
0: I hope he is. He's pissed me off too many years.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he's a competitor. I, I got faith in him.
0: Um, well, he's on Game of
2: Thrones. Yeah, no, one, you know, no one's probably going to get him. Yeah, he's on Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, I told no um, one this morning. He was like, I'm not going to draft him. And I was like, you're going to draft him. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs>
1: he yeah, said, set, he said seventh round. <laughs> 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 um, that is a tough one. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I had an internal battle today. I said, you know, Devontae Freeman or Damian Williams there in the third. I might have to take either one of them. But now that you asked the question, then – you, you bring up all this uncertainty about the Chiefs' backfield, I think. I think Aaron Jones is the logical choice. However, give me Damien. You know, that's me. That's my squad. The dude is he's, he's nice. He's nice. Nice cuts. That movie made on uh, that Colts linebacker in the AFC wildcard game was just disgusting. If he can stay healthy, and I know it's a big if, I mean, he's going to produce close to what Kareem Hunt did. He's no Kareem Hunt. I'll be the first to admit it, but the dude's got – he's got some juice. He's got some juice.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. I i think – you know, I, I was talking mad shit about Aaron Jones. I've I liked him. I just don't think he's a full-time guy. I don't think Damian is either, but uh, to me it just comes to the preference of the offense. I think the Chiefs offense is better, so I'm going to take the Chiefs running back. On a given week now, if we're talking a full season, it's probably going to be Aaron Jones. I could see that. So it's it's a weird, yeah, it's kind of a tough way you know, different way to attack it, essentially. You guys got any more?
1: I do. Um I'd like to pose the scenario to each of you of Jarvis Landry or DJ Moore, number one wide receiver out of Carolina. Thoughts, Dom T hunt. Jarvis, easy. Wow. Okay. Fantasy, fantasy pros has DJ five spots ahead of Jarvis. Not that their rankings are. My thing
0: is I think some teams that had just have bad offenses, just like, okay, here's the number one receiver, even though they're just like penciled in. The Panthers just don't have anybody to me, in my opinion, just on that offense. It's a bad offense. Jarvis isn't a good offense. I mean, if it's that simple, but at the same time you go look at his history and, he was really kind of supposed to be the number two guy behind Devontae and was still thriving. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think people are going to be like, well, Odell's there. He's the best receiver in the league. No, he's going to lose stuff. I think they're going to work together. I mean, they've played together on a team. They've grown up. I mean, they pretty much got to LSU together. So, I, I, I'll take Jarvis over that easy. Um, I like DJ. I think he's a freak athlete. I want him to be good. I just It's hard for me to bet on a Cam Newton receiver.
1: Yeah, and that might be a good kind of rule. They don't have consistent
2: quarterback play. Don't even invest in any of any the players. I think they're both like wide receiver threes. So these will be kind of your week-to-week guys. Moore's going to have the, the tougher corners on him this year. So I think he was kind of new last year. Um, so we saw what he could offer, but now it's his time to show the league what he's got. So um, he's going to get the number one corner. And I think it's a underrated offense. They're kind of scrappy. So I'm going with more.
1: Um, and to answer my own question, that's honestly really tough for me. I mean, I got him back to back, honestly. I don't know. I guess on draft day, gun in my head, I guess I take. Jarvis Landry, just because of the pedigree and uh, you know the the history we've seen from him, um, but I, I don't have a definitive answer either way. I guess I guess Landry.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's for me, it's definitive just because I have my certain rules that I stick by. But yeah, no, I, I think it's closer than I make it seem for sure.
2: So I got one thing before we close the. This will be our like eleventh year in the yep. league, right? so we're we're going to Vegas um, I got I got three actually four quick awards or predictions that I'm gonna throw out there real quick so the uh, Rain rainman award this is the guy that always seems to have some kind of system around the tables and you see the formulas going around his head. Um, Ricky <laughs> bright he's always seems to have some kind of he's always comes up and starts slurring words he's like I found the winning ways and like he's at some machine or table so. Ricky, wins that <laughs> uh, most outgoing calls. This is going to be Jake, aka Big Tuna. Um, this one should be no surprise. He likes to call his dad on every turn of the snake draft. So, uh, Marathon Med. This is also no surprise. People at the draft last year, so Toad, aka his Animal. Um, he had basically attested, quote unquote, that his draft was successful due to not sleeping. <laughs> So it'll be now that he has that reassurance, it's going to be interesting to see how he operates. Um, expect nothing less there. And then the sleeper pick, finally, to wrap it up, is Mr. Ooh. Spears. He just got married and he's now very active in our chat. Um, when I saw him pop up on the lock screen the other day on my notifications, it was very <laughs> delightful.
0: Yeah, it's so. really surprising.
2: I think he's back. I love it. I love it.
1: We're all in it, we're all there. Man. Let's get it. Let's get this 12,
0: it's, it's like uh, the planets aligning. Something bad's going to happen or something really good. <laughs>
1: all right. Appreciate you having us on. All right. Yeah.
0: That's it for the Dirty Dozen podcast, yeah. episode five, I believe. So thanks, guys. Thanks, T Hunt. Thanks, T McPeak. Catch y'all later.
2: Peace.
1: Act more stupidly